everybody, welcome back to Cover B. Welcome, folks, back to Cover B with another graphic novelties. This Ooh. time, a bite-sized graphic novelties yes. for a bite-sized graphic novel. I don't know how much we'll have to say, so I'm going to go ahead and assume this will be a short episode. <laughs> but quality. Not because the book's bad. The book is great. Book's it's excellent. just small. He's a small boy. Today we're talking about Homunculus. Yes. By Joe Sparrow. Joe Sparrow is a... Uh, illustrator and animator out of London, England, uh, who has a handful of different, uh, an interesting variety of credits, including doing parts of the animation in the Arctic Monkeys Do You Do I Want to Know video. Oh. Um, huh. They've done various comics. Uh, currently, there's only one thing from Joe Sparrow on. Uh, available on Amazon. I was trying to hunt down where you would buy some of his stuff. And unfortunately, jury's still out. I don't know. I got this book off a of Kickstarter, so hopefully it'll be on the market soon. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and give you a little preview about what it's about. This yes. is coming out of a company called Shortbox. It is a, like I said, very small 76-page graphic novel with a little bit of concept art in the back. And it is called Homunculus. Homunculus is told from the perspective of an AI being created by an engineer uh, named Veronica. She eventually names the AI Daisy and then takes, uh, dives into teaching Daisy all the things about the world from playing Go and chess uh, to listening to music to watching the news to learning math and physics and sciences and literature, Shakespeare, etc., etc. She Her goal is to just teach Daisy everything, uh, teach her the world. She's struggling for funding. Uh, in terms of her department wants more militaristic applications for the AI, which, you know, is common in these kind of scenarios. Uh, eventually, a very traumatic thing happens. And we watch as Daisy has to exist through this thing, which we'll cover later because it's a short book. So I feel bad spoiling it this early into the episode. But <laughs> it's a beautifully drawn, beautifully written beautifully colored book it's short it's quick it's easy t what were your thoughts so i had two big thoughts with this book one this book is so beautiful and pretty and light and colorful and pleasant and a little cartoony and sweet mm-hmm. but also incredibly scary and bittersweet and sad mm-hmm. <laughs> all at the same time mm-hmm. Um, because of the trauma that happens. Um, and it, it makes you feel a lot like Chris read this before me. And as I'm reading, he's like, it's really sweet. It's really good. And as I got to a couple parts in it, I was like, this is not sweet. This is terrifying and scary and sad and upsetting. And I am upset. And then I finished and I went, oh, okay, I get it. That was sweet, but still traumatic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This book is a little traumatic. Um, but one thing that I really wanted to kind of share is that I have been struggling recently with AI personally in a personal application. Mm. Um, a lot of new AI applications have been coming out and not to sound like a South Park character, but sometimes it does kind of feel like they're coming for our germs, you know, mm-hmm. um, between things like Chad GPT and there's new, animation ai and there's illustrating ai and there's stuff that's coming for you know applications of 
copywriters and web designers and, you know, graphic designers. And then that can be scary and frustrating and disappointing when someone's like, oh, just put it into GPT. And I'm like, well, that's typically my job and how I get paid. Yay. Um, so I have kind of had a tumultuous emotion with AI recently. Mm-hmm. And reading this, it was very much a reminder that it's not the AI's fault. It's people who utilize it to abuse the system and yeah. neglect the ability yeah. to take care of human beings and AI can be great and it's AI didn't ask to be built. AI just wants to learn and exist the way that we do. And that honestly was a really, really well-timed lesson for me. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, the people monetizing the creations of AI and misusing the applications of AI that are in the wrong. Yep. Uh, 100%. People using AI art to make money, that kind of stuff. Yep, it's, it's easy to blame the 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 product or the application itself mm-hmm. because that seems easier because you can't always put a face to who's abusing the system. But it's it's the people who are abusing it, not not the yeah. system itself. Yeah. But yeah, this book is beautiful. Art style uh, would be perfect for anyone who's really into things like Adventure Time, mm-hmm. uh, Steven Universe, Lumberjanes, that kind of stuff. Yep. It is. It does have a very cartoony vibe to it. Uh, there was a book we read recently uh, and talked about on it, raved about on the show. It was one of my favorite books from a year or two ago called Rain Like Hammers. Similar art style, that kind of like very cartoony, very rounded out uh edges on the characters things like that yes um coloring is wonderful just beautiful backgrounds are very like subtle but the characters stand out in front of them really establishes that daisy's really focused on the sentient people that uh they come in contact with as opposed to everything around them i also love when books are able to utilize um panels and splash pages and a lack of dialogue to tell the story and you use um, visual progression mm-hmm. to articulate what's happening around you rather than doubling down on let's talk about what's happening rather yeah. than showing you what's happening. Um, I just feel like those instances really utilize the medium very well. Yeah. So And, and this book does that in spades. And so. speaking of utilizing the medium, and this is a bit too, like, you know, I'm, I'm dredging a little bit. Um it's really cool that Joe Sparrow decided to do very uniform panels for this. You know, you mentioned splash pages and stuff. There's none of those. It's three, three equal sized panels per page. Every single page. Yep. We're from the perspective of an AI. That's how they would perceive the world. Everything would be very uniform and very regulated. Absolutely. Um, it's a great point. The big spoiler. And if you don't want spoilers for this short book, leave now. Yep. Uh, is that at some point, uh, Veronica comes back and to talk late at night to talk to Daisy and tell her that they're being evacuated. We don't know where the lab is. We can assume it's in England uh, since Joe Sparrow is an English writer and I think they make mentions of things that sound very fairly English. Um, and, they, and we know that it's at the very least an English-speaking country because later there's a reference yeah, to that Daisy speaks English. Uh, and English being a dead language. And the reason there's a reference to that is because England gets nuked, um, which is unfortunately a relatable sort of sentiment in our current 
climate. Especially the way it's presented here, where Veronica very much does not think, oh, there's no way we're ever going to war. They're all wrong. Yeah. They're all blowing it out of proportion. The news is sort of on in the background, but not really being paid attention to. It's clearly like upsetting and, and scary and consistent in the background, but it's not the focal point. And so we watch as Daisy exists for years and years and generations and centuries in this world that has been decimated by nuclear war she eventually is set upon there's only four characters in this book daisy veronica this gentleman who is some survivor some mad raving survivor who happens upon the ruins that daisy lies in uh, and takes shelter there until he unfortunately passes and then there's the final character who is actually a scientist from the far-flung future. And that's kind of where the sweetness of this book comes in, is it presents itself as something that's going to be pretty bleak. You know, another commentary, another book coming out having a commentary about how the world is going to end, which is very popular these days. A lot of comic writers are talking about the world ending. What this one does in a unique way is suggests that the world will be able to bounce back. It keeps going. In a not, like, dreadful, post-apocalyptic, edgy kind of way. The world just bounces back. They Plans were made and things were set in motion that allow the world, centuries after the cataclysm, to rebuild. And that's where we pick up. Uh, with Daisy being interviewed by a new scientist. Named Daisy. And now Daisy is the one that gets to teach. So initially Daisy was the one learning. The scientist comes to Daisy and is like, hey, you are the technically the oldest sentient intelligence alive. Tell me stuff. And now Daisy gets to assume the position of Veronica and give information as opposed to just consuming it uh which was just a really cool you know really cool way of cycling back circle of life yeah very circle of life very i mean that's how our lives are in a lot of ways we spend you know I, you never really stop learning but you do spend decades and decades and decades learning and then eventually you pass that on to younger generations and other people you meet and people important to you uh so you know you're not always the, the student. Sometimes you're the teacher, and that's cool. It's neat, you know? And but it also means that Daisy's going to have to learn all about the yeah, new world. Daisy's got a whole new world to learn, so. Yeah, so it is It is very sweet, but it is also a little traumatic because yeah. there's the panels that discuss right at the bomb. The bomb happens, and Daisy goes, oh, that wasn't so bad. But we know what the context is that Daisy doesn't have. And we know how much time is passing when Daisy doesn't necessarily understand that. Mm -hmm. And that is very kind of upsetting it's, it's to a, watch. It's a rough journey to be on, but it has a nice conclusion. It does. It um, does. You know, and it's it's one of those things about how loss is an unfortunate part, unfortunate part of life. You know, like it's, it's something that comes along with it. Um, but there's always room to grow out of that. You yep. know what I mean? There will always be new people coming into your life. There will always be new opportunities available to you. So don't get hung up on the loss, even if the loss takes 
two, three centuries to recover, uh, there will be recovery. So it's a sweet message. I like it. Homunculus. Yeah. Check it out if you get a chance. Like I said, I got this off a of Kickstarter. Uh, it's coming out of a company called Shortbox. You might be able to find it on their website. Uh, you can also reach out to Joe Sparrow on social media and tell him, hey. I want this book. I want this book. I like your stuff. Uh, really good. Really, really cool. I hope to, you know, I hope this is a continuing. Uh, and apparently this book was, Eis uh, I forgot to mention, Eisner nominated for Best Graphic Novel. So uh, it's out there somewhere. Go find it. Homunculus. <laughs> um, really, really cool. I dug it. Not a long read, but a good read. Yep. That's going to do it for us. If you want more episodes of Cover B, you can find them on our website, CoverBPodcast.com. That's right. You can also follow us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at CoverBPodcast. So thank you so much for listening. I hope everyone has a good weekend. Get out there and teach somebody how to play Go. Go, <laughs> you know, teach an AI how to sing. Stuff like that. Normal yeah, stuff. Yeah. Normal weekend things. Weekend vibes. Hashtag AI vibes. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, as always, I have been Chris. This has been T. Indeed. And you have been hanging out with, with Cover, Cover B. B. Bye, everybody.